perfect whenever folks are ready to go all right, all right. Take two. I'm going back to Gaspachi. It works. This is Dialogue with Drake and Debu. My name is Emma Drake. And I am Sweta Debu. This is the podcast where we talk about all things policy, politics, and pop culture. For the second time this year, we're back again with a Saturday special. After a very eventful week at the legislature, we decided to talk about not politics or policy, but music. Now, the special guest that we have today, we talk about him every single week. He is the only person, besides Sweta and I, that has been featured in every single episode. Yes, our special guest today is the talented artist behind our opening closing music, the song Gaspé Z. He is a tea lover, newer fiddle player, amateur cider maker, a filmmaker, Neil Young fan, and one of my oldest friends, Shane Pendergast. So, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Shane Pendergast is with us today, folks. Our first question for you, Shane, is how are you doing? Well, howdy. Thanks for having me on your show. I'm doing wonderful. I woke up at 6 a.m., couldn't get back to sleep. It's wonderful. <laughs> Consider Just for our listeners, it's currently 9 in the morning, so I'm guessing Shane has just been anticipating this episode so much that he's been up for three hours, which we're very happy about. Now, our first question to you is, your second <laughs> album, Second Win, just released on Thursday night at midnight. Uh, what was the inspiration behind this new album? Well, I guess I had a bunch of new songs. Uh and I thought, you know, let's, th this year is a write-off for live music, you know, and I thought, I'm going to go crazy if I don't have some kind of a project. So I thought, <laughs> let's do an album. Let's do, uh, the idea was to sort of do it all in a short amount of time. Uh, most of it was recorded in two days mm, and wow. kind of go all live off the floor, very kind of gritty, but kind of fits the 2020 year. Mm -hmm. Yes. And we're going to get into kind of the differences in recording styles between your first album and your second album. But one specific single that I want to look at right now is your first single off the album, uh, it, it Slips Away, which was released a number of weeks ago, the end of January. And I remember when I saw you at Trailside, you had kind of talked about how this song was written at one point and then following that initial recording like you said in those two days it took on a whole new meaning as a song for you as an artist can you tell us a little bit more about that yeah for sure so i guess there was no real direction with it it was kind of about many different things influenced by many different parts of life and uh we re recorded it as part of the music PEI golden ticket program, which was kind of nice. So they covered everything. They promoted it. They paid for the recording fees and all that. And anyway, it was a uh, kind of a fun recording experience. And I actually sent to my friend, uh, a message the first night and we did it in two days. And the second, uh, that after the first night I sent him a text, I said, I can't wait for you to hear this track. You're going to enjoy it. He's he was 22. He and little did I know he had died that day mm -hmm. from a heart attack. Hard to hard to believe, but uh, 
I thought I'd dedicate the song to him and then mm. dedicate the whole album to, to him. Mm. Wow, that's such a, you know, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry for your loss. I'm not quite sure how to respond to that, to be honest. I yeah, think- it's a strange, it's a strange thing to even think about, you know, mm-hmm. like someone our age, you know, mm-hmm. they're just gone. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's kind of how he, he lived. Like we, we used to make movies together, like short films and documentaries. And mm-hmm. we made one about this guy and, and he, we were kind of inspired because he lived every day. I know it's kind of a classic trope, but lived every day like it was his last. Mm-hmm. And I thought my friend Alex lived like that. He he just did what he wanted to do all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a, it's an absolutely beautiful song. And, you know, I'd really recommend our viewers check it out. And learning about the meaning behind it as well just makes it that much more beautiful. Second Wind, your second album, differs considerably from your first album, Place to the Name, that were re- that was released in spring 2020. As everyone knows, Emma and I are big fans of the song Gaspé Z from that album. I remember the first time I listened to it was on a road trip, and then we ended up listening to it at least no less than 20 times over that weekend. So big fans here. Now, how would you say <laughs> this album differs from Place to the Name? I guess uh, the songwriting's changed a little, little bit for sure. Um, I mean, whenever something comes out, you know, you realize, well, a lot of those songs were written over years. So I was writing some of the stuff from the first album when I was 17, 18. Mm. So this is sort of a newer, I mean, like anybody, you mature, you grow. Um, and there's a different sound to it. I have a band now and it's sort of a, there's more of that playing off of each other, uh, more involvement from other people, bringing them in, more influences, stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that, Shane, because I know you folks recorded at a, a really unique location, and as well, uh, your band members are pretty special. So tell us a little bit about kind of that creative process. Yeah, so just down the road from my my family home is a, a nice church by the Trackity Bay, the St. Bonaventure's Church. And it's really old wooden church, tall ceilings and great acoustics. I, I was driving around with Colin Buchanan of the Paper Lions. He did the recording for this. And we were just kind of looking for a spot. We dropped into a few old old halls and stuff. And then we, uh, we drove by the church. He said, what about that? I said, I could talk to the priest and see and sure enough he, <laughs> he said yeah you guys go ahead you can have it for two days so we uh we were like let's do it in a church that's pretty cool um the the guys on the album isaac king uh and sam and josh langel those are sort of the main three that i play with and uh they're real characters but they're good pool players and and uh good guitar players bass players and Kinger is uh, Isaac King. Kinger, he just picked up the pedal steel guitar less than a year ago, and he's mm-hmm. playing it right on the album. So it's kind of, kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yes, 
And that was something that I definitely remarked from that first album, Place to the Name, to Second Wind, was just the total expansion, I think, not only in the songwriting, um, which differed very much, but also in that recording style and the instruments that were included. Um, you know, we have Isaac with the new steel guitar, but then you also have uh, the Landro brothers who have, oh my gosh, like so much talent, you know, different instruments like the stand-up bass, and you know, that's really unique. But, you know, if we were to look at Pie in the Sky, we love the Spud Pickers, but if you could, if you could collaborate with any artist, who would that be and why? Wow. Um, let's see. Well, there's, I wrote a song not too long ago called Two Folk Singers, and uh, I'm only one folk singer, so there's a guy who I... Uh, used to play with a little bit in Toronto by the name of Isaac Bonk. I recommend you check out his music uh, mm -hmm. where you can find it. He keeps pretty low profile, but uh, I'd like to do a duet of that song with him um, in, a, in a, in like a dream world or something. I'd like to collaborate with, I don't know, maybe Neil Young or something. <laughs> I have a dream world where you and uh, Nick Donoff collaborate together. Another that one would of be my awesome. favorite artists. He's a, uh, originally from Ontario, but had since moved to PEI years and years ago and is, is Islander through and through. But his album and your album, I always listen to in my car back to back. So um, we love Neil Young, but Nick Donoff's also great. So just want to put that out there for you. <laughs> Nick Donoff is great and he's got away with words for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, he's, I think we played down at Lone Oak this summer. That was, that was a good time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, you've touched on this before about, you know, how this isn't really the time to be doing live shows that, you know, because of COVID, because of the pandemic, but you have now successfully released two albums as a new artist during COVID-19. How do you feel like the pandemic has affected your music and, you know, be that in terms of writing, be that in terms of gig opportunities or any other facet? I've had to come up with new ways to recycle CDs that I haven't sold because I don't have as many live shows. But uh, um, I guess it's more of uh, trying to learn how to brand yourself online a bit more, which is probably something I struggle with the most, um, just because that's how most people are accessing it these days. Of course, we are playing live shows and on the island, which is pretty sweet. Um, and people in Ontario were kind of jealous over the past year <laughs> when they saw videos of shows that we were having around here. But uh, I think it's it's tough because it's tough for anyone, but people who are up and coming and trying to make a name, it's just hard, especially with folk music being a very face-to-face, -face, very participatory style of music. Mm. You really want to make your presence known in person so it's it's a challenge yes no doubt and i think too the uncertainty of you know we're in circuit breaker 
now we're in red zone and I know a number of your shows were directly impacted by that so um, hopefully moving forward uh, you know things are going to be a bit more smooth sailing and um, I think we're supposed to get some more vaccines soon so that'll <laughs> be sure to help uh, go back to an earlier point you brought up Shane uh, you talked about a program that helped you record the single it slips away um, tell us a little bit more about that program and how that helped you as an artist yeah um music pei i think kind of stepped it up stepped up their game this past year just because um just to give a little bit of extra support and they had programs like uh the golden ticket one and then they also had just grants that they're giving out and i've tried to take advantage of what i can with music pei honestly like they they they're awesome <laughs> that's all i can say <laughs> they've done a lot for me mm -hmm. well we're glad to hear that you know there's supports for island artists now we know this one is a, our next question is a bit of a tricky one it's almost like asking a parent to choose a favorite child but <laughs> if you had to choose a favorite song on the album which one would it be and why that is funny like choosing your favorite child <laughs> um Sweater Debu also has a way with words, as we we just found out and have known yeah. for a long time. <laughs> I think the most fun song and the one I have the best memories of is the Waltz of the Figurehead Maiden. Oh. <laughs> it's uh, we got all the guys around Mike and we were all singing, and I think you, you can hear some interesting Easter eggs in the background of the song. You got. <laughs> It's a it's a very funny fun song and it was super fun to record it. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a photo you have on Instagram, Shane, of of you and the boys at the church all around the mic. Is that during the recording of that song? Exactly. Yeah, I was recording that song. <laughs> yep, it's a gorgeous photo, and and I hope we could see more photos from the the album. But just our last official question for you now, like Sweta said. You're a brand new artist. You've been in the music world, you know, since I think you could walk. And I remember this, you know, because we've known each other that long. But you've put out two albums during COVID-19. And that in itself is is absolutely just uh, miraculous. And I think something that's extremely commendable because it reflects your work ethic, you know, as an artist. But what advice would you give someone who's just starting to get into music now? Uh, I think you got to, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I'm one that can really give much advice, but I think one nugget that I learned was uh, you have to try to block out as much pressure to conform uh, and don't think of it as in some ways of uh, that you have to, develop a style like if you do something that you really love in music that you're that that you're passionate about that you can spend hours practicing mm -hmm. then your style will just come from that people will put a style onto you but mm -hmm. just don't conform um people will appreciate you for being for doing something different mm -hmm. wow that's, that's beautiful advice mm -hmm. And I think, too, that's really reflected in your music. You know, I 
a young person singing folk in 2021 is pretty rare, you know, like, and I think there's a lot of pressures for a bit more of a popular sound or a bit more of kind of a a multi-dimensional sound outside of that kind of traditional singer-songwriter space and um, it's really I think reflective of your advice in your music and harnessing that style because I think you you own it so well and it's kind of like a this is my sound and and this is my deal and I like to tell stories and you know the hell with everyone else I'm good at this. <laughs> I think people have their um, people have their own ways to kind of show how they're unique too and and I think there's like even just in the past year I've become friends with a lot of PEI artists um who are just have their own voice and they have something to say it's really cool to especially to see some quite a few young artists you know uh it's kind of a fun little community mm-hmm. well thank you so much Shane that concludes the formal side of our questions for you today. Now we're going to transition to the beer panel. So we talked about this a little bit earlier, but for both you and for our listeners, the beer panel is a weekly segment that we have on the show where we ask both Sweta and I as the co-host and then as well you as our special guest to provide a recommendation. Um, Perhaps it's on local beer as per the name of the beer panel, or it could be on something else. We've had anything from a local recipe to local dessert options and I know you as an artist uh, as you play in many different places on PEI I feel like you have like you know a real wide swath perspective on on the food scene and the the uh, the beverage scene here on PEI so as our special guest what would you like to recommend to listeners lately I've been enjoying uh, Red Island cider, their Devonport cider, hopped cider. Mm. Uh, if I can recommend a cider, not a beer. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> okay, you can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they have a couple other ones too. A eh, Shane, they they've got. Yeah, they do some smaller kind of batches of different things, like blackberry, I think, and they do like a winter one with spices. But uh, mm. that Devonport one, I think, is quite popular and. For a reason. It's super tasty, super clean. Mm. I'm sort of an amateur cider maker myself, and I couldn't make anything close to uh, what they're putting out. Is that right? Practice makes perfect, right? Just give it some time. (laughs) That's true. Well, in that case, I'll go next. Um, So I'm just a backstory first so it was last summer it was probably a Sunday if I'm not mistaken like one or two in the afternoon and I get a text from Emma going Shane's playing at Lone Oak do you want to go so (laughs) (laughs) of course I said yes and uh, that was the first time I had been at Lone Oak that's the first time I had uh, food from Terry's Berries so the truck the food truck right outside and that's the first time I saw you play live And uh, so the beer I had that day was, one of the beers I had that day was the Hollywood IPA from Lone Oak. Uh, And that was a really good IPA. And I'm just thinking back of that summer. I'm thinking back to, you know, going to Lone Oak because you just mentioned it earlier. And so my recommendation for the day is the Hollywood IPA. Mm. You're going to Hollywood. 
(laughs) (laughs) And I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Sweta, I think that was the double header with uh, Nick and Shane. Because I think... Yes. I think that's what I texted you. I was like, two of my favorite artists are playing together at a brewery that we haven't been to yet. Like, this is the trifecta of things to do in a COVID summer, in any summer for that matter. Uh, but yeah, no, that was that was a lovely time. And they have a great big space. So it's nice uh, in, in COVID that you can have live music and space and get food and beer. And so what I actually stole my recommendation i won't say stole because it'll be shared but i will be a copycat and also say the hollywood ipa because excuse me that is also what i had uh, that day but um shout out to the folks at lone oak they've been up and running i think for mm. well uh, did they open during COVID? i'm trying they to did. reflect yes. back yeah another one of those you and lone oak kind of have this like <laughs> define the mm-hmm. odds type thing like just putting mm. output during this crazy time so um yeah no that was a lovely time and one other story i will say back in the summer and, and who had come with us this day to lone oak was one of our good friends Keyshawn. now <laughs> Keyshawn was also on this road trip where we listened to gaspazy no less than 20 times and so of course we were listening to all your music shane and you know, after a while, of course, you know, people would ask me to change it up, but I'd say, no, 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 keep Shane on. But anyways, we had been listening to a different artist. And then all of a sudden, our friend Keyshawn goes, put on Gaspachi. <laughs> we're like, what? He's like, you know, that's uh, Gaspachi that we've been listening to. And we're like, Gaspazy. He's like, yes, that's the one. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, he also joined us at Lone Oak on that day. He did, yeah, he did. <laughs> I'm going back to Gaspachi. It works. <laughs> wow. Oh my goodness. There you have it, folks. That was gorgeous, Shane. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being with us today and chatting with us about all things music and recordings and Gaspachi. We really appreciated it. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on, guys. Uh, always nice to bump into you guys around town and mm-hmm. hopefully see you soon. Maybe we'll have a Hollywood. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. We'll plan on it. Thank you so much, Shane. Cheers. Cheers. And that's all the time that we have for you today, folks. You can find Shane's new album, Second Wind, on Apple Music, Spotify, and a lot of other spots that you can look up on his website, shanependergast.com. Shane's Second Wind album launch will be taking place. Now, this is a event that was rescheduled following the Red Zone alert. Now, this is going to be taking place March 23rd, 8 p.m. at Trailside Music Hall. And if folks are still looking for tickets, that's on Eventbrite. As we go into the next week of Circuit Breaker, we hope everyone's staying warm, staying safe, and taking care of each other. This has been Dialogue.